0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Magnet Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, your host, at Loafinit It on Twitter, and of course... The expert. That's what I call you now, JB. The expert ranker at Fantasy Coach JB on Twitter. You can find him over there. And he's writing articles for, I, I don't know, everybody at this point. Is that what it is, JB?
1: <laughs> well, my articles are out there on Razzball and they're over on Aaron Torres online. You can catch my podcast, you know, obviously here with the Fantasy Magnets with you and then Fantasy Besties on Monday nights. And then the DFS Flash. Dude, did you get in on the DFS Flash podcast last week? Because. Not only am I loving the format of it, and I'm getting some great feedback. It's 15 to 20 minutes of DFS information. And I put that out usually on Fridays for the Sunday slate. And man, I nailed it last week. I was so happy. Everything, <laughs> everything was just, everything was going. I kept taking clips of it and making sure people saw it so that they wouldn't miss out again. And I'm loving the way
0: that that DFS Flash is going. Have you checked it out? I I, I uh, You're my buddy, man. Of course I've checked it out.
1: <laughs> no, I haven't.
0: I don't have a chance to listen to them. No, I, I, I've i heard those snippets, of course, and I have tuned in a little bit. I, You, you know me. Uh, it's hard for me to figure out a new way to uh, subscribe to a podcast and all that. I try to. I try to, and I don't know that I put in DFS Flash or, or whatever I need to over at Aaron Torres Media. I need to. You know what I need to do? I need to go over to Aaron Torres Online and click the little link and all those things that I need to do to get it on there because uh, I don't want to miss it. And I'd be a good one to listen to on the way to work on Saturday morning. So I, I do need to listen to that DFS Flash. And I, but I know the snippets. I've seen the article over at AaronTorresOnline.com. I've seen that, so I know that you were hitting them pretty well last week. Yeah, it was it was good, man. And I love, like I
1: said, the format of it that. Fifteen to twenty minutes. If you Mm -hmm. listen to it on one and a half speed, it's even quicker. So (laughs) it's been great.
0: Hey, I'll always remember though that I gave you your big break here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, JP, after you hit it big time, baby. But I, you know what I told you after the very first show, I think uh, this year, one or two shows, I don't remember which one, that like your your knowledge and your ability to explain your thoughts grew from last year. Like, like you just got better at doing those things. Not that I did or did not, I, but, but I noticed it in you whenever I heard you on the podcast, when I listened back to it. So good job by you putting in all that work, man.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's good to hear that and hear that the work is paying off, you know, obviously opportunities like Aaron Torres came to be. And last year we were just getting started, man. I know that you've been doing stuff for a while, but, you know, we were just getting the magnets going. I was just getting my writing going and, and it was still somewhat new to us. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've been grinding ever since. And and I'm, I appreciate you saying that, man. It's good to hear.
0: Well, it'll all come to an end after you have this baby in two or three weeks. So just, you know, (laughs) revile in it while you got a chance, man. (laughs) No, seriously, uh, we know we got the baby coming and everything. I got those in my prayers just so everything could be all well. But we got to get into this magnet podcast. And, JB, we're switching this format around a little bit so we can try to condense everything down to an hour. And one of the things that I've heard a lot of positive feedback about about is are the rankings. And so instead of talking about each individual game, I think organically that conversation will come as we break down all these rankings for these teams here. So this is, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, we got Jacksonville versus Cincinnati this week, Carolina versus Dallas, Cleveland versus Minnesota, and Detroit versus Chicago. And those are going to be our first four games on the board, our first eight teams on the board. So what I want to do is ask you, how are we going to rank these quarterbacks? I am going to put them in my rankings. We'll go from the bottom of my rankings to the top of my rankings for those 8 teams, but then you're going to you're going to, you know, switch it up because you are the expert and you're going to tell me where I'm right or where I'm wrong, okay? All right, sounds good to me. And and
1: I know Cincinnati, Jacksonville will have already been played by the time this comes out on Friday,
0: but you know what? We'll see if we're right. (laughs) Well, that's true. That's true. I thought about putting it out a little bit earlier than Friday. I like Friday's uh, release day and all that, but everything gets busy so far. Everything's busy nowadays. Maybe last year during the pandemic, we didn't have to work and stuff, so it wasn't nearly (laughs) as busy as it is this year. I don't know what that is. All right, so quarterback, we're going to start there uh, with me. I'm going to put Justin Fields at the bottom of this list, JB. Uh, I, I think that he's at the bottom of this list this time. And then I'm going to say, who would you rather have, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars?
1: And I'm going to go with Trevor. Um, I agree that Justin Fields obviously didn't show us much last week. And I think a big part of that is, is Matt Nagy trying to use Justin Fields as if he was Andy Dalton. And we know he's a completely different type of quarterback. So until I see him change the way that they run that offense, and I think he needs to kind of get him outside the pocket, almost similar to what we saw from Jalen Hurts on Monday night. If we get get him to use his wheels a little bit and get him more comfortable, then I would move him up. But at this point, I'm going to go with Trevor because I think that the Bengals secondary is not very strong. The Bengals are favored by a touchdown in this game. So I think that Trevor's going to be throwing the ball a lot. And even with that three interception game in week one, he still had over 20 fantasy points. So he's had turnover issues, but I think the volume is going to be enough to make me pick Trevor.
0: I, I think that the Jaguars team is turning a little corner, just a little corner. I, I don't know if they're going to run into a brick wall as they turn the corner, but I, I just think that they're on the upswing. The upswing could get much lower than what it was at the beginning of the year. Uh, Jackson, oh, oh, The Trevor Lawrence or Jared Goff is who I have listed third to the bottom here.
1: Yeah, and that's probably where he belongs. And Chicago's defense has been pretty good. So I'm still going to go Trevor there against the Cincinnati defense in an expected volume game for him.
0: I could see that. I, I just think that Detroit smells blood in the water this week with Chicago. you know uh, they're they're hungry for a victory and that team still has not stopped trying to get a victory. And I think that uh, Justin Fields whenever he comes out there, they saw his performance last week and I think that they just can they, they smell blood in the water. they're gonna really give a lot of effort and golf so far has impressed me from a fantasy perspective though this year.
1: Yeah, and, and in the couple of games where they were playing from behind a lot, he's put up good fantasy numbers. My concern with Detroit and with Goff is that there won't be enough volume because they rely on their ground game so much. Both of those running backs showing that they're involved, both getting you know a lot of carries, but they are also catching passes out of the backfield. So when mm-hmm. one of those backs catches a pass from Goff and takes it to the house, well, yeah, we're going to get credit for that as, as Goff managers, but... Yeah, I just don't know that he's gonna have enough volume in what could be a really ugly game.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say this is gonna be a six three game right here. This is what that was <laughs> gonna be. All right, so you took Trevor Lawrence. That's fine. Trevor Lawrence or Baker Mayfield this week against the Minnesota Vikings.
1: I'll go with Baker. I'll go with Baker. Even though his wide receiver course is a little banged up, you know, obviously he doesn't have his boy Landry there. He's I, I think he's still going to be able to throw against Minnesota. Minnesota's secondary is not very strong. They've given up a lot of points, so I'm
0: going to go with Baker there. Okay, I agree with you. I got now Baker or 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 Sam Darnold this week going against the Dallas Cowboys in what seems like a saucy matchup for him. Yeah, and I want to say Darnold because of volume, and I probably will
1: say Darnold because of volume because without Christian McCaffrey there they're going to have to throw a little bit more and you're going to see guys like Robbie Anderson who kind of faded away the last couple weeks actually have a role again I believe that they're going to have to throw again that offense was supporting three wide receivers last year when Christian McCaffrey wasn't on the field so now with McCaffrey out they might go back to a pass heavy approach and that's going to translate into points for Darnold so I think I'm going to give the edge to
0: Darnold. Okay, we're agreeing right there. Uh, Now, Darnold or Dak? This is actually a tough matchup, I think, for Dak Prescott against those Carolina Panthers. Carolina is not a joke on defense at all. And I think that they've done a pretty admirable job. I think this is a pretty big test here for uh, the Dallas Cowboys.
1: I don't think it is. And I'll tell you why. Because if you told me that coming into last week, I might have given it a little bit more of a hesitation. But they did lose J.C. Horn, their their big cornerback. So they're going to be struggling that way. And Carolina's defense has looked good because who did they play against? I mean, I, my my uncle, who's a Panthers fan, texted me the other day and and was saying how uh, oh we're three and zero and you guys are two and one. Sent me a screenshot of the of Carolina on top of the division. And I was like, dude, you literally played the two worst teams in football. Like you played Houston and 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 the Jets. Like it, it, I wouldn't be so hyped up yet. So. You know, the Carolina defense hasn't faced a test like they're going to face this week with Dak Prescott in Dallas. So I'm going to go with Dak there.
0: OK, OK, that's a fair point. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are only giving up 14 fantasy points per game, DraftKings points per game to opposing quarterbacks. All right, so Dak or Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, that that Cincinnati Bengals team, they are so efficient on offense, JB. They, they barely hold on to the football, but they're scoring points.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I would actually have Burrow a little bit lower because uh, I would have him below like Darnold and maybe even Baker in these rankings because they haven't been throwing the ball a lot. If you notice, they've been more of a balanced attack this year than we would have thought they were going to be. We thought they were going to be this gunslinging team we saw, you know, before the Burrow injury last year, they were on pace to have three guys go over 100 and You know, we thought we were going to get that high passing attack, but they've been really balanced. They've been using Joe Mixon a lot on the ground. So I don't think the volume is really going to be there for Burrow. Burrow only threw 18 times last week, and now they come in against Jacksonville this week in a game that, again, they're favored by a touchdown. So the predictive game script tells us that they should be ahead and they should be running the ball even more. So I don't know that the volume will be there for Burrow this week.
0: And for that, I think I'm going to go Dak. Okay, I'll let you do that. I I see this one. I see that game, the Jacksonville-Cincinnati game, being one of those surprise over games where there's just a lot more points scored in that one than we think. Cincinnati's not great on defense. They're they're admirable, but they're not great on defense. And and if they wanted to, they could run the ball all day long. But you just know how uh, it seems like Cincinnati likes to throw the ball a little bit more than normal and not give Mixon necessarily you know thirty thirty handoffs. They'd rather throw it to the, throw it to him 15 times and hand it off to him 15 times. So I like Burrow up there where I have him, but I can understand your reasoning behind that. And last one, you know who I put at the top of this list? Kirk Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Kirk Cousins. (laughs) I I mean, think about that. We got Dak in here, and I guess that was really the only big competition in here outside of Burrow as far as those names that we recognize. But I got Cousins on top. He has played very well. I think he has zero interceptions so far this season.
1: Yeah, he has played really well and and it's it's nice to see because he's one of those, you know, steady Eddie type of guys. He's not very flashy and and you know, he just gets the job done. And I've liked th- seeing them put up points, especially, you know, with Adam Thielen on a lot of my team. So I've, I've <laughs> definitely enjoyed that, but I think they're going to be in for a real test this week against Cleveland. I mean, they've played Cincinnati, who we just said doesn't have a very good secondary. They played the Seattle last week who doesn't have a good secondary, so this is going to be a real test for them going up against Cleveland, who is a good defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have Dak pretty handily ahead of,
0: of Kirk in this one. Wow, you got Dak on top of the leaderboard, JB. I I, I I I smell what you're cooking. I don't know if it smells good or not, but I smell what you're <laughs> cooking. All right. Hey, uh, let's go over to the running back situation here. I'll ask you this. Would you rather have a Detroit running back this week or David Montgomery?
1: I like what I've seen out of Swift. I think Swift is trying to make himself into that top tier of running backs that we
0: talk about. So I'm going to go with Swift. I'll remind you, I don't think he's starter yet. I, d- I don't think he's the starter there yet. Uh, but I'll, I don't blame you there. And, and you know, David Montgomery, I it's he's caught in the Matt Nagy system, and I don't know that I like that at all. I don't I don't know what it takes. Why why? And I know you can't run the ball against Cleveland, but still, I'm going to try and establish the run a bunch with david montgomery and i don't care what it takes i'm not going to put justin fields in a position to fail like he had this week this week though or last week this week with against detroit i think they gotta hand the ball off a bunch of times i just don't trust Nagy to do that
1: yeah i, I i'm almost putting him up with urban meyer in the in the conversation oh, of like uh I don't know what's going on there, so how do we predict this offense if we can't trust the the coach is going to actually do what we expect a professional head coach to do? So it it is very tricky because you you think, okay, yes, this is what they should do, but is this clown going to be able to do that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'll give you Swift. Now, here's a tricky one. Swift or, uh, I guess, James Robinson. We're not going to put Carlos Hyde in there. Swift or James Robinson?
1: I'm going to stay with Swift there. I think uh again, here's here's Urban Meyer, right? Like mm-hmm. we know it should be a lot of Robinson involvement, but they could be playing from behind, they could abandon the run, they could be throwing a lot. They have three wide receivers that can catch the passes, so uh, I'm going to stay with Swift there.
0: Yeah, I benched Robinson everywhere last week. And of course, that was his first fantasy game. So I'm sticking him in every lineup this week. So he'll have a terrible fantasy game. That Just magnet <laughs> beware. That's magnet warnings right there. All right. So Swift or Chuba Hubbard? You know what? I like Chuba.
1: I think he's going to have a good role. Um, I am a little bit of afraid that Freeman's going to kind of cut into the passing down work. Chuba is a good receiving back. But he might not be as good as pass protection as Freeman is with his experience. So they might kind of eat at each other. I think Chuba's is obviously going to be the lead back. But I don't know that it's going to be enough in a game that I think they'll be playing from behind and passing a lot. He can catch passes out of the backfield. So I think he's a good start in fantasy. But I don't think he's going to be ahead of Swift for me. Yeah, I'll
0: never call him Chuba because it reminds me of Hubba Bubba. Remember that bubble gum you used to yep. Chuba Bubba, Chuba Hubba. You know. I mean? and, and speaking of that, uh, so you're going to take Swift? Is that what you
1: said? Yeah, and if I wow. called him, if I called Chuba Chuba, then I think Linda would disown
0: me. So oh, well, I can't do that. I understand that. I, we don't <laughs> want to make Linda a little mad at all. All right. So I had Swift down at the bottom simply because I, I think he's going to get that Chicago defense or those Detroit, and and I just. I, I, I like the Bears defense a little bit. Well, so we'll go up to the next guy, and I think we'll call him Chuba, just for the uh, – Chub. Chub. I don't know. So got, <laughs> I, I got a time. Nick, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Uh, Kareem Hunt had a big week last week, but I think it, you know, it's a Chubb's team and Chubb's handoffs and all that. But he got stifled against the Chicago Bears defense last week. So Nick Chubb or Swift?
1: That's where I think I'll pivot to Chubb. I think that, you know, I think you're kind of underselling Swift. I mean, you might, it, it, he's number three rated running back in PPR formats right now. So call him a starter or not, but he's he's number three. He's, he's been up there. But, you know, Hunt's also in the top 10. And then Chubb, I believe, is right at the back end of the top yeah. 10. So both of those guys are definitely viable. And, and you know, I'm going to trust in Chubb.
0: Yeah, I, well, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm picking Swift this week lower just because he's going against the Bears defense, and I'm kind of looking at that matchup, saying that 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 may not be very profitable. Uh, of course, that means that Fields will turn the ball over five times within the 10-yard line, and there'll be tons of touchdowns <laughs> scored. Uh, all right, so Chubb or Chubb mixing this week. I'm going
1: Mixon. I'm expecting a big game from Mixon on Thursday night. I, I have him in my captain spot in my Thursday night football write-up for DFS, and, and I'm going to go Mixon because I think he's going to get
0: 100 yards and a touchdown or two. Uh, yeah, I like Mixon a lot this week. And you know what I had? I had Mixon or Smith. I, had, I wrote down Mixon or Smith, and honestly, I wrote down Smith, JB, because uh, I, I put Emmett Smith down there for the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> running back. I did. <laughs> I mean, laugh all you want. I, I I'm an old veteran, and, and some of these names pop in my head, and it's hard for me to get them out of there. But uh, would you like Mixon or rejuvenated Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, I would
1: take Emmett Smith if that was the option. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> but since he's not
1: going to be out there on Sunday, <laughs> um, I think I'll go with Mixon still. And I love Zeke, and you know I love Zeke, mm-hmm. but the Tony Pollard thing is real. I mean, he's going to be involved in the game plan and Zeke is the guy who we see is getting the short yardage work. So if they get in, you know, the red zone, it's going to be Zeke in there. That's getting the runs. We saw him getting used out of the backfield, uh, running some routes also. So I like what I see, but I think that there's enough Pollard cutting into that, that I'll still go with Mixon this week because he's got nobody behind him cutting into his workload.
0: Yeah. And he's got the Jacksonville Jaguars in front of him, not cutting into his workload very much either. So we'll do, I I agree with you there. And i wonder if Zeke, if it's not that season of life for him, where maybe we're going to see good Zeke and bad Zeke some week, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if if he's having a good Zeke week, then let's give him the ball a hundred times. But there are just maybe those days where you roll out of bed and you just don't, you, you just don't feel like you did whenever you were younger. And maybe he has enough miles on those tires where we're just going to see that a little bit. And then they, then, then the coaches, the coaching staff knows after they give him the ball, they don't see him as bouncy, that they're going to feed Tony Pollard a little bit more. So it's just something to keep an eye on there. And finally, Mixon or Cooks this week against Cleveland.
1: Yeah, and I haven't seen how healthy. I haven't really read reports on Cook yet. I know he's still listed as questionable. And an ankle issue can linger, man. I know that he was limited in practice earlier this week, so he's probably going to return. But what kind of Dalvin Cook are we going to see after a good game from Alexander Madison? Are we going to see him being mixed in more than normal because Cook is still not 100% so... Because here, ready for this? Because Madison could be mixed in, I'm sticking with in. Oh,
0: JP, that was beautiful. (laughs) Sounds like Tupac lyrics right there. (laughs) All right. So you're going to go with Mixon. I can't blame you. I had him third from the top, but I could see him sitting at the top. I love that matchup. It's a great matchup. It's just hard whenever you're doing rankings to say, you know, Dalvin Cook below mixing you know Ezekiel Elliott below mixing it's just it's kind of hard to do that uh, uh, from week to week or from time to time and uh, we put them all above Chubb so that's it's it's just weird to do that sometimes and that's why I
1: love doing this Wes because (laughs) it's a week-to-week thing it's not a an annual year-long thing like obviously if you ask me who would I rather have for the rest of the season my answer is going to be different but
0: we're looking at this as matchup based week-to-week and trying to help people set their lineups Definitely. And this one. (laughs) So uh, we were talking beforehand about like wide receivers by committee or running back by committee. And so this was almost all by committee here, JB. So I'll let you point out some people that you think are, you know, the top of the committee or who you'll have big weeks this week in these team formats here. Uh, Would you rather have, though, a Chicago Bear wide receiver or a Detroit Lion wide receiver this week? (laughs) Yeah, and, and I want to
1: stay with Allen Robinson. I want to continue to trust Allen Robinson. But again, it's going to be, is Matt Nagy going to fix the game plan if Justin Fields is the quarterback, right? Like, is he going to get him more comfortable? Is he going to put him in a, a better position to be successful? I hope that with another week to practice with a week's worth of film on him, he'll be able to incorporate some things, a little bit of RPOs or whatever to make him a little bit more comfortable. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Robinson in hopes that they do kind of get a little bit on track here.
0: One of the things I've always said about Allen Robinson, and I know you've heard me say it, that he doesn't get a lot of separation. He just doesn't get a lot of separation. And, you know, one of the things that the stigmas that goes with Allen Robinson, and I guess it's a positive thought more so than a like a negative stigma, is that he's always played with bad quarterbacks, right? Blake Bortles and different people like that. He's always made the bad quarterbacks. He's still got his numbers even with the bad quarterbacks. Maybe and, and they're bad quarterbacks, but but maybe Allen Robinson isn't as great of a wide receiver as we think. I know he catches the ball. I know he gets the fantasy points. If you put it anywhere within range of him, he's got, he's going to grab it. You know, he's going to get it, but maybe it's really challenging for a young quarterback to trust a wide receiver to go up and get it when they don't see him open. You know, no, no separation there. And I'm going to tell you this, Allen Robinson, he's ready to jet out of Chicago. He's, he's, he's on the first plane out of there. As soon as that franchise tag gets off of him, he's gone. He's gone. So I just, I'm not real high on Allen Robinson this year.
1: Yeah, it's, it's tough because we don't know what to expect out of that offense. Like, I came into this going, okay, Allen Robinson's probably going to have a good year because he might be playing with the best quarterback he's ever played with. But Fields needs to play with that confidence. Fields needs to play with that swagger and trust to throw the ball in those tight windows in order for that to happen. All right, so Allen Robinson or
0: Odell Beckham Jr.?
1: I'm going to go with Odell for the same reason that I picked Baker before. I don't think that Viking, the Minnesota defense is very good. So I'm going to go with Odell and especially with Landry out. He's going to, he's going to be involved a lot.
0: Okay. Odell or a Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguar receiver.
1: So I do like Marvin Jones this week. We said the Cincinnati secondary is not very good. He's got a good matchup on the outside. I liked Visca, but he, he gets Mike Hilton on the inside. who's probably their best corner. We saw the outside cornerbacks, Eli Apple and and the guy whose name I'm not going to pronounce again. But (laughs) but I, I think that Jacksonville does have a good matchup on the outside. I just I think because there's so much competition for targets in the Jacksonville wide receiver room, I'll stay with Odell, who has less competition.
0: OK, I can I can understand that. Uh, but those Jaguars, man, they're throwing up a lot of targets each and every week to those wide receivers. Uh, those wide receivers have been a pleasant surprise in fantasy football, I think, this year, uh, except for LaVisca, who we, we we all need to stop drinking the LaVisca Kool-Aid at some point, don't we? All right. Uh, oh, Would you call it the Lavisca Kool-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> Odell or a Carolina Panther this week?
1: I'll go DJ Moore. DJ Moore's looked incredible. Dallas secondary is not great outside of Diggs. Now that's what concerns me a little bit because Diggs has looked great and he might put a shadow on him. He shadowed Mike Evans in week one and shut him down. So I do have a little, I, I snap called that one with DJ Moore, but now I'm I'm reconsidering because if he draws that shadow, then I'm not as confident, but I still think he's good enough to produce. So I'll stick with it and I'll probably pick whoever you say next.
0: <laughs> I uh, I I think Marshall will get that touchdown this week. I, he's seen enough targets. I think he gets that red zone work a little bit too. And I, I just think Marshall ends up getting that touchdown this week because so many eyes will be on uh, DJ Moore. So I, I just think that's going to go his way. That's my
1: Let opinion. me say this, because I know you love Terrace Marshall. You've been bringing him up every single week. And I think that the trade of Dan Arnold wasn't as much a, oh my God, we have Tommy Tremble. We can get rid of Dan Arnold. <laughs> They were using Dan Arnold split out a lot as a wide receiver. They don't use a tight end very much in that offense. So I'm not high on Tommy Trumbull. That move actually drew my attention to your boy, Terrace Marshall, because that's telling me they're going to actually run with a wide receiver in the slot and get him involved in the offense. So I like that.
0: Yeah. And I think, like you said, they needed a little bit more cornerback help. So that that helped out in that situation, too. So uh, we're, we're on Odell or a Bengal. Right?
1: Um, I think I stayed DJ Moore and I was gonna okay. move off of him with your next pick, but now okay, I'm hard right. pressed to do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're right. I, I, yeah. DJ Moore um, or Bank. Hmm. And this one's close because you know, T. Higgins looking like he's gonna be out again. So Jamar Chase has been the guy scoring the touchdowns, but Tyler Boyd's been the guy getting the targets. I actually used Tyler Boyd in my DFS lineup because I think he's gonna get a bunch of targets. Um, I guess I'll stay with DJ Moore and I won't be happy about it. Okay.
0: <laughs> I get it. All right. All right. D- uh, DJ Moore then, or Minnesota Viking.
1: I'll take a Minnesota Viking. And if you don't make me choose one, then I'll definitely pick a Minnesota Viking. Cause it could be either Thielen or Jefferson there. And I think even with the tough matchup against Cleveland, they're going to have to be involved and they're going to have to put points on the board.
0: I agree with you. Okay, so then a Viking or a Cowboy, and and the Cowboys really have missed uh, Old Gallup this this year, just since he's been out with that injury. And uh, your friend John and my friend as well at Legend Sports Seven on Twitter, called that one.
1: Yeah, and and you know it's funny because nobody really talks about Gallup as you know a fantasy relevant wide receiver, right? He's more of like that flex range of of guys that you talk about, but mm-hmm. it really did affect the offense and it changed how they ran things week one we saw with all three of them on the field it was nice the way they were able to move lamb around the formation move cooper around the formation because they had Gallup there now you know they got guys like wilson that are just kind of one-dimensional players so it gives them a little less flexibility so it has hurt the offense as a whole but i'll still go with a dallas wide receiver here because i think both lamb and cooper could have a good game here against carolina with a banged up secondary
0: yeah, that's that's why I put them at the top of the list just because of that secondary issues that they have. All right, tight end, if we we can speed through this one. I didn't mind taking up a little bit of extra time on those other three because uh, at tight end I've got Hawk and the field. Would you rather have Hawk? Or the field this week. Yeah, I know Cleveland's got those guys, but they all you know hover around those three or four targets apiece. It seems like I wish they just consolidate that to one person, but they just don't do that. Carolina doesn't have one. Jacksonville doesn't have one. I know Arnold's there. we ain't got to worry about that. Cincinnati, C.J. Uzama's getting negative targets per week, I believe. And Dallas has got Schultz. I guess he he looked okay last week, but I'm not sure either one of us will be buying into that. Conklin's nothing, and K, uh, Kmart. Is because it seems like we got him at a discount, and it doesn't seem like he's paying <laughs> off. Colt Komet for the Chicago Bears isn't doing anything. So, Hawk or the field, JB?
1: I'm going to take Hawk, because the field is so jumbled. And, and you know, Kmart Comet over there was looking good with Andy Dalton there, but sometimes it's, it's that, you know, need the quarterback tight end relationship for it to work. Dalton Schultz looked good, but if you look at it a little bit deep, deeper, both Jarwin and Schultz were on the field a lot. Yep. They both ran the same amount of, of routes this week. So it's any game that Jarwin could have a better game than than Schultz. It just happened that Schultz caught the two touchdowns this week. So I'm going to go with Hawk, even though you, you mentioned that the Bears defense is tough. This could be an ugly game. But after not getting many targets last week, I think they're going to look to fix that this week and, and throw the ball his way a lot.
0: Yeah, something's got to give there. I don't know. I don't. I don't. There's not a tight end that I really want on this page at all, JP. Just to be honest with you, whenever I was looking at it, it was really hard to do that. And you know, we wondered who Justin Fields would throw the ball to. The answer was nobody last week. Yeah, nobody. (laughs) <laughs> hey, we're turning the page here. We're going the, with the next four games. we got Houston versus Buffalo, Indianapolis versus Miami, Kansas City versus Philadelphia, and the New York Giants versus the New Orleans Saints. All right, so we got those guys. We're lining them up here. These are my rankings. You're going to correct me where I'm wrong for quarterback, J.B., would you rather have a Houston quarterback, and I don't even know his name, I'm not getting, I'm not going to get attached to whoever that guy is, all right, I'm not getting attached to him, or Jacoby Brissett for the Dolphins?
1: I'm going to go with Davis Mills here, because I did like the poise that I saw from him, and he was able to make some good throws, he's got Brandon Cooks on his side, Brissett did come through at the end of the game, but he's going to face a real tough test against the Indianapolis defense, so... I'm going to lean to Davis Mills here, even though that Houston team probably is not going to score a lot of points against Buffalo, but I don't think Miami will against Indy either. So I'll give a slight nod to the neck, Davis Mills. Don't,
0: forget, neck. It. Bye, don't forget it's Jacoby Brissett's revenge game here against the Indianapolis Colts. So I factored, I factored that in and ranked them second to last. So, all right, so <laughs> you, you got Mills or do you want a Daniel Jones this week against that New Orleans Saints defense? Yeah, the Saints' defense is pretty tough.
1: Um, you know, they did have one rough game, but they look good the other two. <sighs> Jones has been protecting the ball for the most part, but his, his wide receiver core is a little banged up. You know, Shepard's mm-hmm. and Slayton are both banged up. So I, I think that, oh man, I want to go Daniel Jones here for his rushing ability. <sighs> I just don't know that I'll be able to. If he had more weapons, I would definitely go Jones here. But I might keep Mills a little bit ahead of him by a neck.
0: <laughs> by a neck, okay, yeah. I get you. <laughs> I guess the Buffalo defense too. That's tough. I got you on the neck thing. All right, yeah. So, give me uh, give me somebody to get get him out of there. <laughs> right, well, I'm gonna try, but I don't know Mills or Winston. <laughs> And, you know, this game script with Mills, he's going to be coming from behind. Buffalo's going to be lighting it up left and right. So he's going to be passing the ball all over the place. And the giant ga- Giants always just keep games ugly and, and close. And the New Orleans Saints, who knows what you're going to get out of Winston that week. So I, it's a tough one, Mills or Winston.
1: Can I get Trevor back from the last group or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'll give the nod to Winston here. Um, okay. I think that... <sighs> Maybe it's checkdowns to Kamara that gets him over Mills, right? So I, I think that Winston's going to do enough that I would pick him here by a crab leg.
0: that's
1: uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Winston or Wetz. I'll stay Winston. I think that Indianapolis-Miami game is going to be another ugly one. I think that's going to be a low-scoring game. It might, it might actually be one of the lowest totals of the week. So I think it's going to be an ugly game. So I'll stay with Jameis there. Okay, Winston or Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts this week against Kansas City's defense. I think both teams have something to prove with their one and two records. I think Kansas City probably wins the game with more to prove. But I I like Hurts even in a bad game Monday night. That offense looked terrible and he still put up 20 something fantasy points.
0: Mm So I'm going to go with Hurts there. The scary thing is I don't know if the offense will ever look good. You know what I mean? Like you say, it looked terrible, and he put up still 20-something points. As long as they hand the ball off like three times to the running back, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for Jalen. You know what I mean? Like that's just how it's going to be. So uh, Jalen or a, a bad game script for Josh Allen, but it seems like these bad game scripts for me on Buffalo, it, that's that's where Allen really puts up his fantasy numbers. You know what I mean? Like it, they just pile it on whenever Allen has an opportunity to.
1: Yeah, they're not a team that that – Puts the puts the brakes on when they get ahead. They keep going and and Allen keeps going and he's really clicking with his wide receivers now. We saw you know it's not just Diggs there. We saw Sanders stepping up. We saw Beasley stepping up. So you know he's really starting to click with those guys. And they, and this Houston secondary is is garbage. So I could see them winning by three touchdowns
0: easily here. Yeah, and it was hard for me to put Allen over Mahomes just because it's Mahomes. But I, I really wanted to. I wanted to JB. And I don't blame you. I mean, Mahomes
1: hasn't looked Mahomes. The Chiefs haven't looked the Chiefs. So I, I don't blame you for having that thought, but I'm still going to go with Mahomes here. I think that Philadelphia's secondary is not great either, and it's a perfect spot for a get-right for Mahomes in Kansas
0: City. I can understand you. I, I get you. So I got Mahomes at top, so we kind of agree on that one. Running back situation, would you rather have—I'll give you—this is a three-tiered question, Okay. A a Houston running back, a Miami running back, or an Eagle running back? (laughs) Yikes. Well, I'm going to throw
1: Houston out right off the bat Uh because it's a a three-headed heap of trash. Um, Miami is, you know, I I liked Gaskin because he was going to get volume, but then you saw Brown getting mixed in there last week and scoring. So I'm going to go with Miles Sanders here and just hope that Sirianni realized, oh, wait. I can't just play a whole game, just throwing the ball. I need to actually get my running backs involved. So that way it helps my quarterback and
0: my offense as a whole. Okay. All right. So, uh, I'll, or would you rather have them or a Buffalo running back?
1: I'll uh, go Buffalo because mm-hmm. it seems that they want to get the running game involved. And in a game again against Houston, where they could win by three touchdowns, you could see them pounding the rock towards the end of the game. So well, I'll go and, Buffalo.
0: And, and Moss is, I, I, I want to say that he's he's kind of taken hold of that running back room a little bit there because in, in, uh, uh, he even got the passing receptions last week or the passing touchdown. Last, uh, that, that just shocked me, shocked me. Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo or the Colts or I guess Taylor or Hines, whatever one you want.
1: Yeah, and Taylor's usage has been what scared me, right? Like he, he's getting 11 carries in, in a game where they had Marlon Mack inactive, so – that scares me a little bit, and I think again this game's going to be ugly. So until I see more volume from Taylor, I'm going to stay with a Buffalo
0: back right now. Isn't that something? I, I just yeah. I'm just thinking about it. All right, a Buffalo back or C E H? Hmm. I think I'll stay with a Buffalo back.
1: Uh, I think C E H is a fine back end R B two for your fantasy lineups, but he's been making mistakes and and. Kansas City is just in a spot where they're one and two. They can't have those mistakes. They can't have a running back fumbling the ball in the fourth quarter to to put them at risk of losing the game. So I think Mahomes might throw 174 times and, and <laughs> CEH isn't as involved. So
0: I'll stay with a Buffalo back right now. is a tough one. New York Giants are against the New Orleans Saints. Buffalo Bill running back or Saquon Barkley.
1: I'm going to go Saquon because of the lack of weapons that Daniel Jones is going to have this week. They're going to sure. have to involve Saquon both as a runner and as a pass
0: catcher. So, I'm going to go with Saquon for a little bit of value, a little bit of volume there. I like that they're resting him throughout the week and not giving him, you know, a lot of practice and all of reps. Uh I, I he, he looks okay. He looks he looks explosive. He looks ready to burst. You know what I mean? And I think that that burst is going to end up happening before the end of the year. I'm not sure when that'll happen. He doesn't look 100 percent, but he looks ready to be. That's I I can tell he looks ready to be. And then Barkley or Kamara this week. I'll go Kamara. I think that they'll be ahead. They'll be running the ball again. Jameis
1: could check down to him with not a lot of weapons in the passing game. So I'm going to go Kamara.
0: All right. I hope everybody gets a little handle on this. Helpful for not only the, our weekly rankings, JB, but also for DFS purposes as well of who we'd rather play at whatever position we we have them listed as wide receiver. Wide receiver from the Saints or a wide receiver from the Eagles.
1: Wide receiver from the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, so I'm going to go wide receiver from the Eagles. I hope it's Devonta Smith for for my shares that I have. Um, I think it's a pretty good matchup there, and I think the volume will be there, so I'll go Eagles. Okay,
0: Eagles or Giant?
1: Eagles, because the Giants are banged up, and we don't know who it, it might be. Kadarius Tony leading that passing game, so
0: <laughs> I can I can see experience there. All all three games for the Philadelphia Eagles over the experience of the New York Giants. Two, three quarters they had last week, so I <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Uh, a Philadelphia Eagle or a Miami Dolphin <laughs> you're going to stay with an Eagle uh, I, that's, I, I, when I was putting it together you know I'm going okay who do I want at the bottom of this list here and I went oh New Orleans and then I went oh Philadelphia and then I went wait the Giants and then I just didn't feel like scribbling out a whole bunch of things you know what I mean like because and then I went Miami Dolphins guys I don't want them getting the ball back from Brissett, either. I don't know that they're going to be able to catch the ball at all from him, so I agreed with you. I just didn't feel like scribbling things out. A Philadelphia Eagle or an Indianapolis Colt? I'm going to stay Eagle. Again, I think
1: that's going to be a high-scoring game versus what I think Indianapolis and Miami is going to be a low-scoring game, so I'll stay with an Eagle.
0: An Eagle or Cooks from Houston? That's a tough one.
1: It is because he draws Buffalo, so he's going to get tough coverage, but he's shown that he can perform no matter what. I mean, what I've seen out of him is he's a great PPR floor guy to have on your team. You know, no matter what defenses are keying in on him, it's obvious every week he's the guy there. So they're going to double coverage. They're going to bracket coverage. They're going to do whatever. And he's still getting open and his quarterbacks are finding him regardless of who the quarterback is. So,
0: or, or he's finding the quarterback in the huddle or something, you know, <laughs> You say yep. the quarterbacks are finding him, but maybe he's going back to the huddle and saying, listen, man, OK, here's the play. Throw it to me. All right. If not, <laughs> we're going to meet outside. All right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Until I see differently, I'm going to go with Cooks. How How are teams not trading for Cooks or A-Rob at this point, Allen Robinson at this point? I mean, it, it seems like they, it's just the writing's on the wall for both of them. And I don't know how people are not throwing the moon at either one of them, especially Cooks at this stage in his career. I don't know who would be a great fit for him, but there's plenty of teams out there looking for wide receivers. And it just seems like they somebody somebody needs to make a trade for Cooks at this point. Uh, so who'd you take? I took Cooks. Cooks or Diggs in Buffalo?
1: I think Cooks is going to get more volume. He's going to get more targets because I think Buffalo is going to get ahead. But I think Diggs will be a part of why they get ahead. So I'll go with
0: Diggs. I agree. I think it's it's a Diggs week this week, and just because it, Emmanuel Sanders caught a touchdown, you know the tight end caught a touchdown. It, it's Diggs' turn. He needs a big week. You don't want to make you don't want to make Diggs too upset. Can I? Can we just? We know that from his days yep. back in Minnesota. So that's. I think it's a Diggs week. All right, Diggs or or Tyreek Hill. Tyreek
1: even though I agree with you I think it is going to be a digs week I think he's going to score but I think Tyreek is also I think Kansas City needs to get clicking again and this is the matchup to do it so I'll go with Tyreek
0: all right so I only have four tight ends on our board here JB because the other ones were irrelevant in my mind if I'm wrong please correct me but I got a Ingram or Jasecki and most times I would say
1: Ingram, because especially with their wide receiver room being a little bit depleted, he's going to get volume. But Gasicki is also. You see that Brissett is using him, and, and he's being used as a wide receiver. He's getting split out a lot, and I saw a lot of volume last week that I liked. So I think here we go again on, on the gasiki train,
0: at least while Brissett's there. So I'll go with Gasicki. And I remember what Brissett did in Indianapolis uh, when it was time there. That, you know, Doyle and then whoever that who, – was it Ebron who was there at the time? There was, there was one of those other tight ends that he made fantasy relevant, I think, in both cases. So, uh, yeah, I, I, he loves he loves throwing it at that position. Jacecki or one of the Philadelphia Eagles tight ends? I'll let you choose Goddard or Ertz.
1: And I'll choose Gasicki because I don't want to choose between Goddard or Ertz because we don't know. Again, it's Goddard's getting more of the work, but mm-hmm. they're throwing Ertz in the red zone. He's getting involved, so I, I don't. I think they eat at each other's value enough that I could still go Gasicki.
0: Does Goddard come into the uh, cut him into practice with red hair? And since Ertz has blonde hair, <laughs> just saying, hey, give me some attention, too All right, Gaseki or Kelsey? That's an easy one, right? Yeah, I'll go Kelsey there. Yeah, every, but but still, I mean, just wanted to prove a point there with how good Jasecki was looking. All right, JB, on our next little page here, we got on the Fantasy Magnet Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Don't forget to follow JB Berry at Fantasy Coach JB on Twitter, where you can keep up with all of his antics throughout the week with his articles, his podcast, the DFS Flash. Make sure you subscribe over to it. You can also catch me at Loafing It on Twitter. And don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore, JB. We got Tennessee versus the New York Jets. We got Washington versus Atlanta, Arizona versus the Rams, Seattle versus San Francisco, JB. So that's where our rankings will begin. And I got, wait a minute here. I can't, this can't be right. This can't be right. JB, I, uh, why'd I put, oh, okay. (laughs) It's easy to fool me. And sometimes (laughs) I fool myself. I really want to know what you were just looking at. (laughs) Uh, Well, I was looking at my quarterback rankings, and at the bottom of the page and going over those teams, I just said Seattle, and at the bottom of my quarterback rankings, I have Wilson, and I went, I put Russell Wilson at the bottom of the quarterbacks? No way! How did I do that? And so I was going up him, and then I realized it was Zach Wilson, Mister Interception himself, uh, <laughs> going there at the bottom of the page. Or, and I got Ryan, so I guess I put Ryan Tannehill. No, who is it? Who, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Okay, boy, well, that's <laughs> boy. This this grouping is confusing. <laughs> it's got the same first names, last names. I didn't realize that. Okay, all right. So we got Zach uh, Zach Wilson or Matt Ryan this week.
1: I'll give a nod to Zach Wilson, and I think that Washington's defense really needs to step up. They've really been underwhelming, and Atlanta's offense has really just not clicked yet, so I can't trust Matt Ryan until I see more from that offense. Now, I could say the same thing about Zach Wilson and his offense, right? But Mm -hmm. I think Tennessee gives them a good enough matchup where their defense isn't very good, that he could start to kind of come out a little bit and, and give us a little taste of what he could do. So I think he'll do just enough
0: to do more than Matt Ryan. A Wilson then or Heineke?
1: I'll go Heineke there because yeah, I think I- that, yeah, I think they do want to run the ball more in Washington, but Heineke can run and throw. He's, he's a little bit of a weapon there. They want to get right also. They're only one and two, and, and Atlanta's
0: not a good defense. So I'll give Heineke a nod. Yeah, Fitz, Fitz may not get his job back. You know what I mean? Like, they just may go with the youth movement there. I I, I don't know. I I would hope that Fitz does get his job back there, but it, it, Heineke hasn't just—he just hasn't played that bad. But maybe it, may, it doesn't transition into wins. I don't know.
1: I don't know that he's much of a downgrade from Fitz, to be honest with you, especially Fitz at this mm-hmm. point in his career. So— you know, I, I do like Heineke.
0: I think Fitz will have to win that job back when he comes back. Heineke or Tannehill. And and that's this is a tough question because of course he's going up against the New York Jets, and so the game script may be where Tannehill doesn't have to do a whole lot, and they give the ball to Henry over and over again, and those wide receivers are a little bit banged up, so it's kind of like, okay, guys, let's take the let's take the week off and just give it to Derek a hundred times. Yeah, you just made the, the argument
1: for me, and that's why I think I'm going to give the nod to Heineke still, because I think that with the weapons so banged up in Tennessee, they're going to hand off to Derrick Henry over and over and over again. And both of those top receivers in Tennessee might not play this week. So, you know, unless you're looking for a big game from Chester Rogers or something, I, I think that it, I don't think that you could put Tannehill up there this week.
0: Heineke or uh, Jimmy. I got Jimmy down here. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: I'm going to go Jimmy, and I'm going to go Jimmy because he plays Seattle and because his wide receivers, especially Ayuk now after that doghouse that he was Mm -hmm. in in week one, is starting to emerge. And on top of that, I think they really need to get Kittle involved here, so I think they're going to look to do that, both Ayuk and Kittle, low A dot type of guys, so Jimmy's not going to have to do much to get the ball in their hands, try to get him in space and get him running against that Seattle secondary. So
0: I'll go Jimmy. All right, Jimmy or Russ? Against I'll that. go Russ. Okay. I, I can understand that that San Francisco defense is not as tough as it used to be, uh, and that was illustrated last week by your guy, Aaron Rodgers. Russ or, boy, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Or Murray against the Los Angeles Rams.
1: Yeah, it's a tough matchup for Kyler. Uh, that, that Ram secondary is very good. They got a, a front that rushes him. So they're going to have him scrambling a lot. But that's where Kyler does his thing, right? Kyler can scramble, still throw on the run. He can get yards on the ground with his legs. So I'll give a little bit of a nod there for Kyler. I think that's going to be another high-scoring game. That might be the highest total of the week, that Arizona-Los Angeles game. So I think that they're going to need to score points to keep up with Los Angeles. So I'm going to go Kyler.
0: Or Stafford,
1: Kyler, or Stafford. Stafford, because it's a better matchup against Arizona. And again, they're going to try. It could be a letdown spot. Now they came off a big game against Tampa last week. They were all fired up. Sean McVay was fired up. So it very well could be a letdown spot, but the fact that it's a home game against a divisional opponent Mm. makes me think they're going to keep their foot on the gas and and still be geared up for this. If they came back this week against a a lesser team or maybe not a division rival, if they came back, let's say, against the Giants this week, it could be a letdown. But I don't think they're going to let down against Arizona.
0: No, but they are going to breathe one of these weeks. Well, we got to watch that on the schedule because they are going to breathe one of these weeks because they've been riding sky high. Sky high lately. All right, running back situation. Would you rather have a Jet or a Falcon? I'd have to say a Falcon. Okay, I'll let you say it. I don't know that I believe you. I don't know that I'd want either one. <laughs> Would you rather have a Falcon or a 49er?
1: Um, Seattle's defense gets gashed on the ground, so I'll go San Fran.
0: Yeah the only the problem with that was I wasn't sure who it was going to be you know that's it. and I know Elijah Mitchell has the opportunity this week but I've heard that so many different I don't, I don't I don't know what I it just that makes me frustrated Yeah
1: Mitchell should be back this week Sermon did a little bit with the little bit that he got last week but you don't know which one it's going to be so you gave me the group
0: and I took the group <laughs> right, Well and here's another one San Francisco or the Arizona Cardinals
1: I'll stay San Francisco
0: yeah, it's tough to go. You don't know who's going to get it. It's going to be a collar show if they're going to pull this one out at all. It's going to have to be a collar show. San Francisco or Henderson if he plays this week?
1: I think he does play this week, but I think he they might ease him in a little bit just to make sure that he stays healthy. So I'll stay with San Francisco there.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's that's really hard to do because it's just, I mean, all all five of those teams that we've just listed off there is just hard. San Francisco or Gibson, and once again, another tough one.
1: Yeah, I'll go with Gibson. I mean, McKissick is getting involved there, but you saw he looked great on that seventy-five yard catch mm-hmm. and run last week, and uh, at, again they're they're up against Atlanta, so he could do it again.
0: Gibson or Chris Carson? Chris Carson, a Mr. Underappreciated each year going into the draft. Uh, I, I like, I love Chris Carson. He's just a hardworking guy. That's a tough call right there. And then Henry, I think, sits on top of this list. Yep, with his hundred carries this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wide receiving core, the New York Giants or 49er? Uh San Francisco. San Francisco or Tennessee? San Francisco, because I don't know what Tennessee's gonna have out there. <laughs> uh, understood, understood. San Francisco or Calvin Ridley. Been a very big fantasy disappointment. He could be he could he could unless they turn things around there. He could really be the uh, you know biggest disappointment this year when it comes to fantasy drafts because people were picking him either in the second round or at the end of the first round. You know, just they were k- picking him as an RB one, expecting twenty points or so out of him per game, and it just hasn't come to fruition yet.
1: Yeah, and I wasn't very high on him, and I know he's one of your guys, but you know, Coop and I talk about it in our in our text all the time. Like, this is the first time he's been that guy. He's been the guy, the number one, the alpha dog by himself. So it's the first time that the defenses are focused on him, that he's drawing the number one corner. So I thought coming into this year it was going to be a struggle. I also didn't think that this offense was going to be as bad as it is.
0: So yeah. until I see differently, I can't roll with him. Yeah, Well, and I don't blame you. And look, I, I understand what you're saying about him being the one, and I, I get it. I get the locker room without having... Uh, with Julio in the locker room and stuff like that, but Julio's missed enough time that Ridley's had a lot of practice at being the number one and that offense has had a lot of practice with him being the number one. So I don't know if on the field that's affected it. I think the biggest thing in Atlanta's one of my home teams down here that I get to watch each and every week that's on the screen, you know, the main screen, it, it, Matt Ryan. He's just a, he aged before me tremendously. And it's a new offense and so Ryan in a new offense never performs well, but he just he he really looks like he's gotten he's lost some zip on the ball. He's lost something somewhere in between. I don't know. I don't know, JB. It just looks looks tough that offense like you said. All right. So, a 49er or a Arizona Cardinal. it's hard to know which one.
1: It is. And and against that Los Angeles secondary, I think I'm going to stay with San Fran because wow although it does need to be the Kyler show. I, I don't know that Hopkins is fully healthy. You don't know what you're going to get from A.J. Green week to week. Christian Kirk's look good out of the slot, and I think of all of them in this matchup, I would play Kirk out of the slot who, who avoids Ramsey and those outside guys. So
0: I, I just I don't like the matchup for Arizona's pass catcher, so I'll stay with San Fran. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching that Kirk-Rondell-Moore thing. And, and watching to see if it alternates each and every week. You know what I mean? Like, one week it's a Kirk week, more week. One, I'm just watching that. I'm trying to see that. 49er or a – oh, Terry McLaurin. I'll go with Terry there. Uh, it's a good matchup. Terry or a Seattle wide receiver?
1: Mm, I think I'll stay with Terry there because uh, I, I I love what I saw out of DK last week. I called that on the DFS Flash podcast it was time for him to break out and and he did that. Um, I still think he's going to do well this week, but I think the volume is going to be there for Terry.
0: Okay. Uh, Terry or a Los Angeles Ram. And we know Cooper Cup is a star there, but uh, we could talk a little bit more about a Robert Woods, which we, uh, and and many people thought it was going to be a Woods week last week instead of a Cup week. Forget that. It's a Cup week every single week until further notice. But then, who, who was it that showed up on the scene? I, I want to say Van Jefferson, but it wasn't Van Jefferson. It was the old Tampa Bay Buck that showed up on the scene last week. Yeah, V.
1: Jackson, a revenge game. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't expect that every week. You know, he's good for those long touchdowns every once in a while when he's healthy. Um, but quickly to touch on Robert Woods, I'm not scared off of Robert Woods yet. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he's going to be involved but Cooper Cup has established himself as the number one. He is Matthew Stafford's guy. They talk about it all the time, how they you know, study the playbook together. They watch film together. They go out to dinner together. They're like besties now. So, you know, I think that he's going to continue to be the main target, but defenses might start to key in on him a little bit more now, which will free things up for Woods. I think they're both going to be fine, but at this point in time, I'm going to go with Cup and man just watching him run routes against the bucks and just yeah. making Carlton Davis look silly on a double yep. move. he just he's a technician. He's a really good wide receiver and he doesn't get enough credit and it's good to see him finally getting it
0: no that's that Stafford Cup connection really is reminding me of a Brady Edelman kind of connection right now they they they're on the same page. they know what's going on, and I would keep my eye on that V-Jack situation. He, he looked very young the other night. He looked pretty young the other night, and they want somebody to stretch that field a little bit more to open it up for cups. So I'm, I'm doing that. All right, tight end. Tight ends, uh, JB. Uh, Tyler Higby or Kyler, uh, Kyle Pitts? Is that his name? Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts, yep. And and I'm going to go with Pitts
1: because we don't know what we're going to get from Higby. Some, some weeks he's involved as a pass catcher. Some weeks he's involved as a blocker. So I don't know enough of what we're going to get from Higby on a week-to-week basis. What we do know is that Pitts has to be involved in that offense because <laughs> they don't have much else. So I'll go with that for, from a volume standpoint. Pitts or Logan Thomas?
0: Uh, let's go Logan Thomas. Okay. All right. Logan Thomas then, and, and the last one I had was, was Kittle on here.
1: Yeah, I think Kittle bounces back this week, so I'm going Kittle.
0: Well, Kittle bounced back last week a little bit, J.B., Yep, and he's going to continue to go with it. I think so, too. I think it's a good week for Kittle. All right, our last page here, JB, as we wrap up the Fantasy Magnet podcast, we have Baltimore versus Denver, Pittsburgh versus Green Bay, Tampa Bay versus the New England Patriots, and the uh, uh, the Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers, JB. I know you're looking forward to that Tampa Bay-New England Patriot game. Hey, let me ask you, does, does it feel like Tom Brady is a Patriot now or a buccaneer now. I know I know he's on your Bucks team but you know he kind of feels like he belongs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers instead of the Patriots because nobody liked the Patriots. <laughs> we respected the Patriots a lot but it wasn't like anybody really liked the Patriots.
1: Yeah, and it was funny last year to see so many people hating on Tampa Bay after us being so irrelevant for so long that people didn't even care about us enough to hate us. So once Brady came over, it was like, oh, yeah, the Bucks, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it was pretty cool to see that, that we're relevant now. And, hey, I'll, I'll take the hate and I'll take the recognition as long as we're being talked about for good things.
0: OK, all right. Uh, a Green Bay, uh, no, the quarterback situation here. Let's rank them. I have Mac. Who, who's Mac? Who's Mac, Mac Jones? Jones? Mac Jones. I wrote it wrong. Mac or Big Ben? Big Ben's banged
1: up. Big Ben's wide receivers are banged up. That's why he had to target his running back 19 times last <laughs> week. <laughs> Buck's secondary is banged up. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give Mac the nod here. And I think this is a situation where I wish New England had a number one wide receiver or if they had like trustworthy wide receivers because mm-hmm. I think this is a week that you could take advantage of a banged up buck secondary they're already missing Sean Murphy bunting and now Jamel Dean looks like he's not going to play this week either so they're going to be rolling out backups and rookies so I like Mac Jones in this matchup to have to keep up with Tom and the
0: Bucks anyway ben, Ben's got to lose his job soon doesn't he I mean it's it, the, the writing's on the wall yeah but who's he going to lose it to Dwayne Haskins you know, I know that. I, I know Haskins didn't look terrible in the preseason. I know his preseason, so I don't want to put a lot of stock into that. And then you got Duck Dan or whatever his name is back there behind him. I, I get it. But, man, you just you can't keep rolling him out there each week, dude. If you know? Minshew or Mitch was
1: there or somebody who was like a capable backup, even Foles, who's sitting there buried. I mean, no. I would yeah. say, yeah, that's a possibility. But, you know, I don't think it's going to happen with,
0: with what he's got behind him. Okay. All right. I I hear what you're. I saying. I agree. It should happen, but I don't know that it could. <laughs> uh, well, and here here's what here's what I think may happen next year. Teddy Bridgewater, one year contract in Denver, right? Uh, he's he's going to get paid by somebody because he obviously looks really really good. Uh, maybe it's a Teddy and Pittsburgh thing, and he would fit just so well in that system. I feel like. There you go. I like it. Write it down. Oh uh, Well. Uh, well. And and here's the next one. Mac or Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> um against baltimore gonna, yeah against
1: baltimore you know their defense isn't what it used to be but it's still a pretty good defense um i think i'm gonna
0: give the nod to mac with the matchup oh boy wow and and you know i i hear you on that i i It's that's tough, man, because, you know, the Bucks weren't looking ahead to the New England game last week, but, you know, it was in the back of their mind a little bit. It had to be uh, with a Brady going back to New England and stuff like that against the Rams. But it was the Rams. I it it, that's a That's a tough one, man. And I. Mm. All right. So uh, you got Mac or Lamar then. Yeah, and I'm going to go Lamar
1: there for his rushing upside. Not only that, but he's actually really looked good as a passer. If only Hollywood could actually catch a couple passes. I mean, man, what did he have? Three go off his hands last yeah. week? It was really yeah. bad. I don't he needs some help there. And I think that maybe a Sammy Watkins has to step up. They get Duvernay back. Duvernay just got activated. So I, I think that somebody else has to step up because Lamar deserves better. He's he's really improved as a passer. He's thrown some really nice balls. So he deserves
0: better. And and I think that he's gonna find somebody who gives it to him. And I think Bateman, I think he's he's scheduled to come back here in the next couple of weeks, if not this week even. Maybe he could be, but he might be floating around out there on IR somewhere. And, That's what uh, I meant. Did I say DuVernay? I, I meant Bateman. Yeah, I meant Bateman. I was covering up for you there, partner. I, I was, appreciate uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm surprised I could pull the name out from my hat, to be honest with you. <laughs> Just al- along with all the other Fantasy m- m- Magnet uh, listeners, were surprised I could pull that name out. All right. Look, now, look, I had Lamar down here in the middle of the pack because wait till you hear these next quarterbacks, Lamar or Derek Carr.
1: I'm going to go Lamar. And I know Carr has been very impressive and I have him on my dynasty team and he's been carrying me to a three and one record, but I don't think that this matchup against Los Angeles is a good one for him. And you know, his, his wide receivers are starting to emerge. Obviously we know he's got a tight end there. He could trust, but I'm going to still go Lamar here. And what I think is going to be kind of a little bit of a comeback to earth game for Carr.
0: okay we'll have to i I got him above him i gotta see him come back to earth i like the charger defense a lot too it was a very good matchup uh to be able to see that's gonna be a good game lamar or
1: herbs i'll go with herbert i love herbert i love seeing what he's gotten and two number one receivers basically now yep so i'm gonna go with herbert
0: herbert or brady
1: I have to say Brady. I mean, this is this is a statement game. This is a not only is he going to go out there and break the record early in the game, but he wants to put up touchdowns and just stick it to Bill over there. So he wants to give the New England fans a show. You know, obviously, that was his home for a long time. The fans loved and respected him. So he wants to give him a show this week.
0: It, you, that that's going to be a great pregame. You know what I mean? This is this is just going to be fantastic. I, I'm an old dude, and I've always appreciate. I think all sports fans appreciate whenever somebody is shown appreciation by the fans or anything like that. It, it, this is this is it's gonna it's gonna remind me of when Michael Jordan. Was in a Washington Wizard uniform and he went back to play with the Bulls. I, I, cry, I, I cried that day. I mean, I just cried that day. The, the United Center didn't stop cheering and all. It, it was fantastic. I was cheering in the living room. It was it was fantastic. So I, I I can appreciate and value that, especially the older I get. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? I'm staying Tom Brady there. I
1: think Rodgers has had a good couple of weeks. Pittsburgh's defense again isn't what it used to be. They've been
0: struggling a bit, so it is a good matchup, but. I think it's showtime for Tom. Okay. Uh, New England Patriot running back or a Denver running back. Denver is legitimately a 50-50 split there. They're
1: completely sharing the workload. And in New England, they just lost James White to what's probably going to be season ending. I don't know that they've made it official yet. So I'm going to go Damian Harris here thinking he gets an increase in workload. He was already the number one running back there. So I think they give him a little bit more of a workload. Now this week against Tampa... It's a terrible matchup for running backs. Right. You can't right. run against Tampa. So a better option, I'd probably take over him. But the Broncos are legit 50-50 split, and Baltimore is not a pushover either. So I, I'm going to give a slight nod to Harris
0: yeah. over there and,
1: and probably pick whoever you say next, unless it's a buck running back.
0: Oh, I got you. And, and by the way, Stevenson, <laughs> you need to run out and get Stevenson. Isn't that his name? Who's going to be the backup there in New England now at this point?
1: Yeah, and you know what a sneaky stash? I grabbed J.J. Taylor in a couple of spots because I think he might end up being the pass-catching back. I mean, Stevenson is a guy who is a great handcuff for Harris. I don't know that he's a pass-catching back to be a backup for White. I think J.J. Taylor's that type of guy, but he has to show that he can pass-protect, and that's why he wasn't in there last week and we saw Brandon Bolden so much.
0: Okay, so Scott Fishbowl, little little nuggets there for Scott Fishbowl there. All right, so uh, we'll go a New England Patriot or a Baltimore Raven. So you thought it was going to get better, <laughs> but by Baltimore's against Denver last week, Baltimore, I don't even, I, I'm not talking to any of the Baltimore running backs at this point.
1: Yeah, it's, it's tricky, but if you're going to give me the group, I'll still take Baltimore here and think that, you know, between the two of them, they'll do enough to do more than a running back against Tampa.
0: Well, I'm not giving you uh the two of them. I mean, it's got to be one Baltimore running back. Is there you got one that you that I thought it was going to be Tyson last week and it was nobody.
1: Yeah, it really was, but I think that he's still going to be involved there. I think he can catch passes out of the backfield also. So, yeah. I'll I'll go Tyson there.
0: Okay. Uh, so, we'll we'll take a Tyson or Tampa Bay Buccaneer running back. Which I don't want to touch either.
1: I <laughs> know <laughs> that's, that's, that's tough. Um All right. For the first time, I will say Leonard Fournette. I haven't said that in two years.
0: You know, if Gio, if Gio was there and healthy, I would have said Gio. You know what I mean? Like he he really looked like they started a connection last week. And I I like that. Uh, Gio Bernard, if he's out there on waiver wires, uh, we got to keep look at his uh injury history here but if if he's out there on waiver wires i'm looking to add a little Gio bernard possibly um i think they did just got a good connection last week all right so you'll go leonard Fournette or a las vegas raider you, you thought it was going to get better it doesn't get easier all because they're all bad jb yeah it's not, it's not tough it's <laughs> exactly. not, not easy. And
1: I think your boy Jacobs comes back this week, too, to muddy it up even more. Mm -hmm. You know, Drake did nothing in the two games that that Jacobs wasn't there. In fact, we saw a a career performance from Peyton Barber, who was cast (laughs) off to the side. So, you know, I don't think that there's anything in that running back room to be excited about, especially against Los Angeles. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'm sticking with Leonard Fournette. All right, Leonard Fournette or Najee
0: Harris, Mr. 19. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, for volume alone, I'll go Najee Harris there. I mean, Green Bay's not a great matchup for him either. But if he's going to get those targets, and look, it's an outlier. He's not going to get 19 targets again. But what that does show us is that he is the true th- three down back, which we knew. But they're going to utilize him in the passing game as well. So I'm going to go with him for the volume.
0: And I said this early in the year, and I'm not tooting a horn because it hasn't come to fruition yet. He's not going to be able to hold up to that. I, I've I've watched Najee all these years. He's not going to be able to hold up to that kind of uh, – uh, he's not that durable. He's not that durable. And in the NFL, they hit a lot harder than they do in college. I, I don't like that volume that Najee is getting there and what he's he's seeing, like 200 percent of the snaps or something. Like that each and every week, I think he's got to be the water boy and everything. Najee or Jones?
1: Aaron Jones. All in right. a good matchup with a positive game strip. Aaron Jones, Aaron,
0: Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler? Hmm,
1: That's mm-hmm. tough, but I think I'm going to stay with Jones there. Really? Yeah, I am. I, I Eckler get another guy who gets involved both on the ground and in the air, but there's a lot of weapons there in Los Angeles, and there's not as many in Green Bay. So
0: I'm going to stay Aaron Jones. Okay. And uh, wide receivers, New England Patriot or Denver Bronco?
1: I want to say a Patriot. It's the matchup. The matchup Mm -hmm. I like. I just don't know which Patriot. I don't know if it's going to be Jacoby Myers or if it's going to be Aguilar. You know, Aguilar hasn't done much, but I feel like if ever there's a spot for Aguilar to break out, it's this one. But it might be Jacoby Myers, because if Aguilar gets matched up a lot on the outside with Carlton Davis, it's going to be Jacoby Myers that steps up. You know what? Jacoby Myers. I'm writing it down. Jacoby Myers is going to be in the DFS flash this week, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jacoby Myers or a Baltimore Raven?
1: If a Baltimore Raven could catch the ball, I'd go with a Baltimore Raven, but yeah. I don't know which one it's going to be. Again, I think Watkins is going to have to step up into a lead role, but I'll stay with Jacoby Myers. I
0: don't blame you. It's against that Denver secondary. Denver Denver Broncos defense is not anything to, to laugh at at all, so I, it doesn't get it any easier for the Baltimore Ravens. Jacoby Myers or a Pittsburgh Steeler? They're all banged up. I know. You're not telling me... I got got Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers at the middle of the pack, maybe.
1: Yeah, I know. And that's what makes this hard. Because normally, okay, yeah, they're all better than Jacoby Myers. But they're all banged up. And Jacoby Myers has a matchup where Green Bay's secondary has been playing pretty good. So, I mean, Jair Alexander's an absolute stud. We know that. We talk about that all the time. So if Claypool's the only healthy wide receiver in Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. he's going to see a lot of Jair Alexander. So... I'm going to stay with Jacoby Myers.
0: (laughs) I bet bet you never thought you'd say that before. Uh, Jacoby Myers or Las Vegas Raider wide receiver? (laughs) Again, Chargers matchup,
1: right? We don't know which which Vegas wide receiver it's going to be. Ruggs has looked good. Edwards has had his flashes. But Mm -hmm. neither one of them has anything to really write home about. And,
0: again, neither is Jacoby Myers. But better matchup. Give me Jacoby. Jacoby Myers. All right, Jacoby Myers or Charger. We finally get to do it. You get to pick a Charger, and I'd say both Chargers over Jacoby Myers, of course, and I wouldn't care if I had them both on my team. I'd start them both over Jacoby Myers.
1: Yep, I'm with you on that. I love what I'm seeing out of Big Mike, man. I I don't think it's going to stop either. He's he's playing that role that his coach said he was going to play. We're seeing it. He's running those three-yard slants. He said he was going to play the Michael Thomas role, right? Well, he's running those slant boy routes, so... I love it. I'm loving what I'm seeing there.
0: And, you know, I wonder if the coaching staff said, OK, this dude always gets hurt when he goes downfield and catches the ball and comes down awkwardly, but he makes great catches. But we're going to keep him from doing that. OK, we're, we're going to throw it to him short. And that's what we're going to do. So it, it's good to see Mike Williams finally succeeding. I loved him whenever he was at Clemson. I saw him make a catch uh, whenever he was there at Clemson. And I was like, holy cow. I've never seen that kind of body control in the air before. It, it was amazing to me. So I'm glad to see his success carrying over a Charger or a Buccaneer. That's a pin dropping. Everybody heard yeah. a pin drop right there.
1: Yeah, because I think, again, it's going to be a Tom show. I think they're going, to, they're going to throw the ball a lot. He's going to throw a bunch of touchdowns. But I think at least one of them is going to go to Gronk coming back to New England. So Good hope. I,
0: I think I'm going to stay with a Charger there. Okay. All right. I could. I, yeah. And it might be. There's going to be a lot of emotions in this game. You know, I mean, just on both sides of the ball. There's going to be a lot of emotions, and when you have a lot of emotions, people don't tend to play as well as they they did. You know, or they're, they're, we're used to seeing them play. So I think that those emotions are going to get the better of things, and I don't know that it, it's ever going to settle down. Uh, The emotions, the butterflies in the stomach and all that. It's going to be very weird. I cannot wait to watch that because you don't get a lot of butterflies when you're 50 years old like I am right now, JP. I'm so glad they made that a Sunday night game. I am too. I am too. A Charger or Devontae Adams? I'll go Devontae Adams. Something special there, you know, and that connections with the uh, connection with Rodgers and Adams, you know, that's Stafford Cup esque. I mean, that, that I'm putting Stafford and Cup in that same little area right now. All right, so Adams, all right, tight ends, JB. Uh I didn't even write any down. I, I mean, I uh, uh, we got Waller, I think he's the top of the list. Right? And Waller's going to always be the top of the list because there's not anybody really for the Chargers. We don't see anybody establishing themselves for the New England Patriots. Nobody likes Robert Tunyon in this podcast or in, you know, because we listen to Coop, so we don't listen, to, we don't like Tunyon. Uh, Pittsburgh, I, I do want to say the rookie there, he seems to be establishing himself because Ebron is out of the picture.
1: Yeah, and they are getting Fryermuth involved. Um, they even tried to throw him a shovel pass. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was last week or the week before that that I think got intercepted by a linebacker or something, but they are trying to get him involved there. So he is going to have a role in that offense, but I wouldn't take him over Gronk and I certainly wouldn't take him over Waller.
0: Okay. So uh, if we got a Gronk or an Andrews then.
1: And you know what? They might have to get Andrews more involved because of what the pass catchers are doing there. So, you know, I think I would, I think Gronk scores. But I think Andrews also scores and he might get more target volume than
0: Gronk does, so I'll go with Andrews. Andrews or Font, and and I think Baltimore's giving up a ton of points to tight ends at this point. They are, and and you know we
1: are seeing Tim Patrick emerge as that second wide receiver weapon. But in this matchup against Baltimore, I think it's a good one for Fant and I think he's going to be involved, and and I would. I kind of put him at the same level as Andrews in this game. This is going to be a good game for tight ends. Both of them are going to be involved. So can we call that a tie for second underneath sure. Waller?
0: <laughs> sure, we can, because Waller is going to be our number one guy. All right. All right, JB. Here, we're going to r- summarize everything, and we're going to get the top four options at quarterback this week, at least from our uh, fantasy magnet uh, rankings. All right, Would you rather have, let's see here, I'm going to do this on the fly, Dak or Stafford? Dak. Dak or Brady? Dak. Dak or Mahomes? Mahomes. All right, Mahomes is the winner. It's hard to get bumped him out of the spot there, JB. I think it's coming, though. I think it's coming. I don't, I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs team as much as I thought I would this year, but I had Dak at the middle of the pack, so it'll be interesting to see how far he goes up the ranks this week for me. Whenever I watch those games on Sunday. At the running back position, would you rather have Mixon or Kamara? Kamara. Oh, I like that matchup for Mixon, though. I All do right. too, but I like Kamara's too. All right. Kamara or uh Jones? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones or Derrick Henry this week? Derrick Henry and his 100 carries. The king is back. All right. Would you rather have, let's see, a Dallas Cowboy receiver or Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. Would you rather have Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams? Tyreek Hill. Would you rather have Tyreek Hill or Cooper Cup? I'm gonna stay Tyreek.
1: I think oh. Mahomes. Tyreek. I think Mahomes to Tyreek a couple times this week.
0: You couldn't say it out loud. You just can't breathe that Cooper Cup over Tyreek Hill. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. I understand, JP. Especially after they left that taste in your mouth from last week. All right, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. Uh, I I can understand though, Tyreek Hill. I, I I thought about that too in that matchup that they have. I could see him getting behind that defense a couple of times uh, this week. It's they 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 got to get him more involved. All right. <clears throat> here we go. The top four wide receivers on the board are Kittle or Hawk? Kittle. Kittle or Waller? Waller. No, Kittle. Waller's got a tougher matchup. Kittle. It doesn't matter because Kittle or Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey. (laughs) We're all in on the Chiefs this week, baby. All right. Well, we didn't know that before we went on this podcast, but uh, the Chiefs are definitely one of those explosive teams. Good job, JB. Good job, my friend. Keep up the great work. Everybody subscribe over to that DFS Flash podcast. Also subscribe to this one on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, uh, the Fantasy Magnet podcast. Hey. Everyone, we always appreciate you listening. Don't forget to follow JB on Twitter at Fantasy Coach JB. You can follow me as well at Loafin' It. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore there. But more importantly than all those things, everybody, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.